Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time for What's Going On, where we find out what's going on across the Zone Sports Network. The big news, big opinions. Sometimes we mix uh, some funny stuff in there as well, Gordo. Should we start out with our good friends DJ and PK? Sure, why not? Uh, They had a conversation about the challenges facing college football's return. Issues that college football faces with COVID-19. A number of programs announcing positive tests for student-athletes. Texas had 13. K-State shut down voluntary workouts for two weeks after 14 tested positive. Clemson, 23. LSU had 30 guys. Some of them went to a club in Baton Rouge and then brought it back to the rest of the team. In Texas, some guys apparently went to a party. So, our players, do players want to play badly enough that they will just go to practice, do online classes, stay home, go back to practice because anything outside of that and they start opening the team up. 80, 85 scholarship guys, 105 guys overall. Seems unlikely to me, PK. On the other hand, if you don't have 30 guys at a time, a few people test positive and you just play the game without them and keep going. Yeah, I don't know that everyone is going to uh, have lock, stock, barrel, the exact same things at all times, at all days, and all weeks, and all months, however long the season lasts. So if that's the requirement, it's probably not going to happen. 30 UCLA players have asked for a third-party health official to oversee their workouts to ensure COVID-19 prevention controls are being followed. They detailed they do not trust head coach Chip Kelly's program to act in players' best interest. They uh, drafted a letter together, sent it to the L.A. Times, and I guess there's the issue right on the surface of uh, COVID-19 and how they're going to handle the workouts. But then the other issue is uh, what's the relationship between the players and the coach and what are they saying to recruits? That, do, that doesn't seem like a great relationship there, right there, PK. That, that, that didn't... I don't know if it's uh, Oklahoma State bad, but it's not good. If they don't like it there, I mean, no one's forcing them to stay. I'm not a love it or leave it guy, but that's just one option. But I always thought that the medical people should be independent anyway. I've never really changed that thought, no matter what's happened here in the last few months. To me, there always ought to be an independent medical staff, person, doctor, people, whatever, on everything, every practice, all the time. And the medical people should, as far as safety goes, have the final say whether a player or players can return to a practice, to a game, whatever it might be. It shouldn't be a coaching situation because, especially during a game, when adrenaline is just pumping through the roof and you're not sure how you're thinking. Uh, I, I could just remember one time I was covering Narbonne High School. There's been, back when I covered it way back when, they weren't very good, right? And so they used to play all their games in the afternoon. It's like the better teams would play in the evening to, to get more people to the games to try to make some more money for the schools. Well, they always played every Friday they'd play at uh, 4 o'clock, so I, was, I, would, I would do a doubleheader when I was covering high schools. And the quarterback, he got, I forget the type of injury, but, I, you know, you stand on the sidelines right there, and so you could, you're 10 feet away from the coach. And the coach, I mean, he's just as fired up as can be. They're trying to win this game. And he looks at the player, the quarterback, who had, had some type of injury. He says, you ready to go? The kid says, yeah, 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 coach. He says, are you sure? You're not bleeping me, are you? <laughs> and it, it just made me laugh. 
You know, and I, he just because he was. You can imagine coaches in the moment. You're, you know, doesn't really matter whether it's pro, high school, whatever it is. You know, you're just you're so intense. And I can I still remember that moment. And there was nobody, no medical person, just a some kid who was probably a kid trainer, student trainer. But I always thought you should have a medical staff that has the say. And obviously, they do have multiples there during games. But I think it should be there all the time. All right, there's uh, David and Pat talking about the challenges coming back, and we did uh, read multiple stories over the weekend, Gordon, about football players coming back to campus and uh, testing positive for the coronavirus. And, um, you know, it's not unexpected, and it's how they handle and move on from there uh, to provide a, a uh, a safe environment. Right, and that gets back to the praise that we were giving the NBA for what the way they're handling this. When those players come back and they're tested and they are positive, man, then, then treat them the way they need to be treated so that they can get healthy uh, ASAP, not just for football, but for themselves, for their lives and for the benefit of all those around them. So hopefully those things, I assume, uh, Jake, that those things will be handled in a manner that's appropriate. Well, this... I mean. This is my concern. It, can I can I weigh in counter, on that it's for counterprodu- a second? It's counterproductive not to handle it properly. College football has had this this seedy battle between winning games and doing what's right medically for a long time. In fact, football mm-hmm. in general, not just college football. Uh, and, and, you know, when there are stories like I remember a specific story about Gary Patterson, you know, putting somebody he knew had a concussion back into the game. You know, we've seen we've seen things like that, right, where where coaches say, well, I'm here to, to win these football games. And if I, you know, even, uh, you know, look at the coach and or excuse me, look at the player and he doesn't know where he is, but he can count to three. All right. Go back into the game. You know, there's that that kind of battle between, you know, hurt and injured. Can you go? Is it safe to go? And so I, what I, I think we should not overreact to these positive tests because in a way it means they're doing the right thing by testing and removing these, these kids, even though it's really public and we'll all look at the numbers and we'll freak out and go, oh my gosh, you know, they're still doing the right thing, right? If, if it comes down to it and they decide to play games and the star player tests positive for the coronavirus before the game, Gordon, we want them to pull that star player. Yes. We don't we don't want there to be the temptation to go, oh, well, let's let's say the, the test came back tomorrow instead of today. And, yeah. and we can look at society on whole and apply that same logic. You know, we don't get too freaked out sometimes by the, the number of positive tests because it means that we're continuing to test. And, uh, you know, President Trump over the weekend almost uh, came off and I don't want to get political, but he was almost like complaining about how much we're testing. And I thought, oh. Let's not let's let's not send that message because we can't be scared by it. We have to continue to do it. So I, I guess to look at it from a positive standpoint, looking at those those athletes testing positive over the weekend, good. They tested What's them the, uh, and they did something about it. That's that's yeah. good. Let's not get freaked out by the number. Let's look at the action. And I actually think that's a positive thing. Well, what what's the option? There is no other option if you want to fix this thing. If you, it's like, <laughs> that'd be like uh, me being in a situation that I don't like. So what do I do? I dig a hole in the ground and stick my head in it. Oh, well, that somehow will make it better, right? Well, I guess let me let me put it simply. Coaches uh, get paid a lot of money, and we've had this good discussion before too. Uh, and they'll go to great lengths to pro- protect their source of revenue. 
their source of income because there's a lot on the line. And I just want coaches out there to really fight the mm, uh, 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 what am I looking for here, Gordon? The temptation <laughs> okay. to not handle things correctly. Well, if they don't handle it correctly, then it spreads. It just gets worse. Uh-huh. I, I know. Good point. I mean, I mean Good it's point, pretty Gordon. obvious Thank here, you. right? Thank I you mean, for yeah. that astute point of view. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but if anybody would treat it any other way, then obviously you would have to say that they're failing in that regard well, and comprehension. You, you know what? If if you get a concussion and then you go back into the game, I mean, what can happen to, to players' well, brains? But yet they, well, they make those decisions, so you can but, understand why I'm concerned. Okay, but that is that is a <laughs> that's brutal. That is what? Yeah, that's that is bru- brutal. It's brutal, but it's an isolated case. Whereas in this other situation, okay, let's say you have a linebacker that that that's test positive. Uh, well, guess what? The next thing you know, the whole linebacker room could test positive, and then your whole defense. And where does that put you? Where are you going to go from there? Okay. So it's counterproductive not to act. It's counterproductive to bury this thing. I understand that some folks don't have symptoms, and it doesn't seem to bother them much. But but everyone doesn't react that way. Uh, okay, if you need an example uh, involving an infectious disease, if, if that will make this hit home, uh, some coach in Boise, Idaho, uh, let his wrestler wrestle hands. How about that? <laughs> With How about that? Thing? Some some wrestler in Boise went to his coach and said, "Coach, look at this incredibly uh, bad itchy rash on my arm." And the coach said, "You know what, son? We got to beat that Olson kid today. So um, get in there and get it done." This is uh, this is interesting because earlier today, for a reason that I won't get into, I was reminded of someone, a football coach that I had written an in-depth feature about for the L.A. Times. And so uh, his name came to my attention. So I went back and I looked at some of the information he gave me back in the day. And his players were saying, yeah, coach demands so much from all of us. He demands complete commitment. He demands that we show up no matter what. If we're sick then we have to show up at practice. And one of and one of the one of the guys said, "Oh yeah, I was out there practicing today and I have the flu." But coach says, "Better to be here, better to be practicing even if you're sick." And I thought I read this today and I, this was back in the 80s. I read that and I thought, "Holy cow, what the hell's wrong with you?" Son, I know you got the flu bug. But I want you out there in the huddle. I want you out there playing. I want you out there with your guys. I want you to be a part of this team. Give me a break. What is, I mean, you're right. Sometimes it, uh, the, the penetration into the brain sometimes does not uh, really work properly. Well, it's why the idea of self-compliance in, in college sports is kind of ludicrous, right? You know, because there's so much self-interest at stake that coaches and administrators are tempted to do the wrong thing. I mean, not to divert the conversation uh, necessarily, Gordon, but I always thought it was ridiculous that universities employed their own compliance staff. Yeah. 
mean, what sense does that make? So if if you see the football coach get no ch- no show jobs for uh, for the players, right? And you're a compliance officer, and you go to the, you go to the administration, and you go to the coach, and you say, you know, I don't uh, I don't think this is right to have these no-show jobs. I don't think that uh, that should happen. How long do you think that compliance officer is going to have their job in some circumstances? Yeah. I mean, that's why well, the whole concept of that is just ridiculous. But in this case, okay. it, it really can't be avoided. That's why we have to rely on these programs to do the right thing. So let me ask you this. Do you think there will be cases where before the big game, someone tests positive and the coach will say, ah, get out there, son, play? I really hope not, but... Yeah, that'll probably happen. Really? I mean, really? Huh. Hey, oh, yeah. lose, lose those results will. till tomorrow, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It, 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 if, yeah, I mean, I, I got to hand it to you, Jake. It's totally believable. I don't mean to bring you down on all these discussions. <laughs> You're gonna, I'm going to lose my faith in every institution <laughs> I can think of at this rate. Because we worship the God of winning. Correct. Right? Correct. Yeah, 100%. Uh, well, go I mean, out there. Wait, wait, wait. Go out there and play with COVID-19 and win one for the Gipper. It's it's a little more complex than the, the worship of, of winning because there's also a lot of the dollars in, uh, <laughs> at, at stake. But also more noble stuff, too, like like scholarships and, you know, improved facilities. And it's not all like, uh, again, Scrooge McDuck diving through the money. I mean, there's. There's just a lot at stake for a lot of people, so you know. But under these circumstances, it really is you. You would have to be a, a bad, bad man to pull off a stunt like that. Well, I'll, and I think it is counterproductive because you're likely to not just lose one linebacker; you're likely to lose half your defense because sooner or later it's going to. It's and then later, in retrospect, if you could trace it back. And found out that someone was who knew that a player was suffering from this particular virus, and you sent him out there anyway. That that that's a fireable offense. They do lots of fireable offenses in college sports every single day, Gordon. I don't know if you noticed. That's pretty bad. Uh, uh okay, all right, yeah. There's, so there's all sorts of bad things going I'm, on. I'm, <laughs> Well, I'm just hoping that that uh, I, I'm hoping that the fact that that could be counterproductive in the fact that it could it could infect others on your team, that your coach would be smart enough not to pull any shenanigans in that regard. Well, I mean, not to mention the welfare of the individual involved. Who who would think that uh, some coaches and training staffs out there would think it OK to just feed athletes with the pain pills and get them back out on the, the field? I mean, isn't isn't that just as reprehensible in a lot of ways? Well, it is in some ways, except for it's not. Well, I don't. Don't let's not go down the road of the the spread of drug abuse and the tragedies that come there. Let's yeah. Well, that's that's not good. That's not good. Let's not go ahead and defend that. It's not contagious. Uh, Kills a lot of people. Yeah, it does. And ruins a lot of lives. Get that guy back out on the field, man. Right. So let's not pretend that there's not people capable of going to extreme circumstances, COVID or not. And that is what concerns me. So, again, this this conversation Separated. took a, took it's gotta a lot. Be, it's got to be completely separate, Jake, like you were talking about. Come on, that's not the coach's decision. 
It shouldn't be. Right. Agree. And it shouldn't be the coach's decision to put the concussed player back in either. But we've seen countless examples what of that. What if the coach has a neuroscience degree? <laughs> what do if you they think, do? Do you think that's still happening, really? When when someone has a concussion, do you think the coach is still sending them out there? Because when, when the coaches I've talked to through the years, they claim that it's not their call. It's the doctor's call. Now, maybe that's a case where the doctor being a fan of the team and feeling pressure from the coach maybe maybe that would happen but i certainly wouldn't hope so that means the doctor wants to stay employed is what it means <laughs> yeah which is that's, what you were referring that's, to that's, that's what it means and i i do think it still happens yes I, and you can go back to to anecdotal evidence there's some video evidence of quarterbacks who who do you know who don't look all that aware that go back out there was one from michigan a couple of years ago it was a little farther than a couple, but yeah, I do believe Michigan. Michigan. Well, I do believe it happens. Okay, this this is a, this is a way to stop that. Both the doctor and the coach's jobs are on the line if they if they breach that trust. Oh, you you know what's a great example? Do you remember when Utah played against USC and it was Robert Woods? who was returning a punt and just got just smeared and ran. I think I'll, I'll have to go back and look. I think he ran off the field the wrong way and then, <laughs> uh, you know, and then came back in like two plays later. So I don't know how you can make that medical diagnosis after a player is so uh, uh, disoriented that they don't know which way to run off the side. I assume that the doctor on the field brings him over, looks at, do, does whatever doctors do to determine what, what, what the uh, prognosis or the diagnosis is, right? In that and, short amount of time? Well, isn't that what they're paid to do? I think, that's, that's, I think that it's not like otherwise it could be me and you standing on the side and say, "Okay, get back out there, you're fine." Here's here's what happened, whether overt or not. The player hid from the doctor, and the coach essentially said, "Yeah, guys, don't look for him too hard." All right. <laughs> Jeez, that is pathetic. I agree. I agree. But whether you've you've closed your eyes to this or not, uh, it's happened, and it happens. I, I hope to, it doesn't have, happen here. I have to believe that if that does occur, it's like 0.01% of the time. Mm, I don't know, man. That's too much at risk. I, I, I fail to... I mean, these other things I've brought up are, are really horrible, too. This, this, now this is where it's too much to risk? It's a worldwide pandemic, Jake. Didn't you want it to be a team pandemic? Didn't we declare opiate abuse a pandemic in this country? Because I believe we did. Yeah, but that, 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 like I said, just because it happens to one person in one in the quarterback's room, uh, when you have, I'm not, I'm not going to diminish the importance of taking care of those issues properly. But in this case, by having somebody in the room with the other players, then they all could come down with it. Not to mention the welfare of the individual involved. All right. I'm just telling you why I thought the news over the weekend was actually a positive. That's all. <laughs> okay. I, 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 just, I just have to believe that most people will handle that the appropriate way. And you would think most people would recruit to their universities on the merits, wouldn't you? <laughs> 
<laughs> you you are, think that. You are you have fallen off that cliff and have fallen into the dark mud. You're just well, mad. Yeah, I, I'm trying to make you look at things with a little more positivity. And you're looking at the doctor like, oh, come on, doc. I apologize <laughs> you're lying. if I'm not going to put my head in the sand. If you want to, go ahead. It's fine. I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to judge. I'm just hoping for the best here. You got That's trust all. issues. That's, I'm that. just hoping for the best, brother. That's it. Okay. okay. All right. You know what? Uh, changing gears. Let's get out to the zone phone. Uh, people have been putting their heads in the sand about uh, this topic for a very long time, Andrew. I'm sure you come across a lot of guys who, uh, you know, kind of uh, put this off or, or lie to themselves about ED for a long time. Yeah, they do. And um, if if a guy here, I'll put it this way. If a guy notices that he has erectile dysfunction and comes into our clinic within a year of that, two years, let's say, it is very easy to treat and to get that normal function back with our wave therapy. If he waits 10 years, it's more difficult. And if, you know, 20 years, of course, every year that goes by, it gets more difficult to recover. So, it's kind of one of those things that if you can treat it when you still have some function left, it's pretty easy to get back to 100%. And that's the opposite of what most guys do. They wait and they wait and they hope it'll kind of fix it, fix itself. They medicate it. They take supplements and generally end up in a very, very frustrated place. Uh, our technology, the, the advanced form that we use, has been clinically shown to open up and regrow the blood vessels that are dying in this part of the, of the body. Um, I would invite everybody, Jake, to go to the science page at wasatchmedicalclinic.com where these journals, articles, and clinical studies have been published about just how effective these treatments are. You know, I think that's important you highlight those studies in, in the science because I'm, I'm sure, you know, this, this uh, treatment is a little bit newer. I'm sure you get the question all the time, does this really work? And I'm sure it's nice to have something to point to. They go, yes, yes, here it is from a bunch of smart people looked at this. Here you go. A, a lot of smart. I mean, we've got Cambridge now that has done a clinical study with 300 men. The American Urological Association, Therapeutic Advances in Urology, on and on that have tested between 50 and 600 guys in any given time. And what's interesting is they usually take guys that have already failed with the pills. So it's usually a more severe case of ED. So I think the numbers are, in some cases, they're better than what they publish. Uh, but the bottom line is the science works um, and we can restore the normal function in the bedroom. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Get on that schedule today because there's a lot free. Now is a great time to do it. There is a lot for free. Assessment, exam, blood flow ultrasound. Meet with the medical doctor and sound off on all of your complaints and questions about ED, which you probably have a lot. Get that blood flow tested. Really cool. We're going to throw in a little special gift. Whether you do the treatments or not, it produces instant results in the bedroom. Um, I've never seen it fail personally, so you'll love it, and that is free as well. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, guys. 801-901-8000. We'll get to more Big Show. We'll uh, check in with Hanson Scotty. Their thoughts on the ABA coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
Austin, I do enjoy our uplifting conversations during the break. Welcome on back. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We've got an NBA update coming up for you here shortly. Uh, but let's talk a little NBA, Gordon. Let's play a clip from Hanson Scotty. We uh, we talked a lot of college football at the beginning of the 3 o'clock hour. Here's the other clip we wanted to get to for what's going on, talking uh, a little NBA. News coming courtesy of Brian Windhorse, who uh, – on ESPN last night was uh, being interviewed about the... Now, remember, a week ago... Uh, so, it, it, And this is how it is every week. Every week, there's something that pops up and that causes concern. Uh, today, we're talking about how some sports got some positive tests over the weekend, especially college athletes, and how that could be impacting this the uh, return of college, college football in the fall. A week ago... The news was about Kyrie Irving and players maybe backing out of coming to Orlando. Brian Windhorse on ESPN said last night in an interview said from what everybody, everybody I talk to right now, this thing is too big to fail. The overwhelming majority of players are excited. They want to be there. From what I understand, this will happen. They're on the verge of coming to agreement, talking about the Players Association, finally giving it the green light. This could be announced in the next 48 hours, certainly before training camps reopen in the middle of the week. We are heading towards the restart of training camp with an agreement with the union very, very soon. Mm-hmm. So, again, not a overly big surprise, but... It's good to know that the Players Association is going to give it the uh, the old thumbs up here in the next, either today or most likely tomorrow. So much work's been put into it, and they've done everything they possibly can. And and what I uh, I think that it's all boiling down to, Scotty, is <clears throat> they've got to put an end to this season, and they've got to do it for revenue. They've got to do it for certain players that want to bring a finish, a conclusion to this season, which would be LeBron James. And I, I think a cast of others. I think there are others that want to see the finish and thought that their team was starting to hit a stride. Like, I still get the feeling that Denver, you just don't hear anything coming out of Denver. No, very quiet. Other, other than their head coach got COVID. And apparently uh, looks like uh, the Joker lost about 80 pounds. And the Joker's leaned up. They've all remained quiet. The only thing you hear coming out of Denver is, oh, we think uh, we think we're going to make this really interesting. I think Denver might be pushing to come back. I think I think there's probably a couple of other teams that are excited. I even think, to, to a certain extent, Portland with Damian Lillard wanting a platform and being vocal about not wanting to come back unless they're given an opportunity to play in, and that opportunity to play in has been provided. I, I would think that Portland and them getting Nurk back, I think that Portland should be excited to come back. So players probably pushing it, revenue pushing it. The, the design of revenue distribution where you've got a guy like Donovan Mitchell who's up for a big-time contract that can be heavily influenced by by revenue. So there's, everybody's got some reason. We are going to see some holdouts. But most guys have reason to come back and play. Yeah. That's why this thing's moving forward. All right, there was Hans and Scotty. Let's talk a little on the floor. They were talking about Denver, Gordon, and we can cover a number of things they hit on, but let's uh, let's talk about on the floor for a second. Give me, uh, well, maybe the Jazz are your answer here. Give, give me somebody we're not talking about that you think could have an outside chance to, I don't know where you want to put the bar, win it all, uh, raise some eyebrows. Is, is there a team that you're curious to see how they come back? 
I think Toronto is an extremely talented and difficult team. Uh, Denver, I, I'm not. I don't know about Denver. I, I, I'm more impressed with Denver now than I was last year. Let me let's let's talk about Toronto here for a second because you know I think the the question is Milwaukee a shoe in in the East is out there uh, and the thing that concerns me about Toronto is is Pascal Siakam good enough and he is really good and took another yeah. step in his game this year mm-hmm. is he good enough to to carry a team when the going gets tough and and the answer to that might be yes because I didn't think Toronto would be this good this year and they've yeah, been I, really good oh, and they battled injuries and they've been really really good. Well, they lost Kawhi Leonard. You thought, okay, that's that's, that's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're done now. No, they're not. They're really, really good. And I, how much do you think that motivates them? A lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm lot. sure that they had uh, Kawhi had friends on that team, and they they love him. But uh, the, when he walked away, they were, they probably all of them got together and said, "Hey, man, let's show these guys what we can do." And that's that's what they've done. I, that's a dangerous team. I, I I do believe that they're really good. I don't know whether teams like the Celtics and the Sixers, are the Sixers going to get their stuff together. No, I, 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 you know, there was a lot of talk about them earlier in the season. I'm not sure that they're in a position to uh, to do a whole lot of damage. Well, we, we've talked about Rudy and Donovan and some of the, the dirty laundry uh, with the Jazz. And I say dirty laundry. I mean, you know, talking about Rudy uh, speaking out that he wants the ball more and those sorts of things. Uh, but uh, with the, the 76ers, I mean, you remember how much Joel Embiid called out Ben Simmons for not being able yeah. to shoot? You remember that earlier yes, in the year? I do. Uh-huh. And how he basically complained that he has to stand out there and shoot threes because Ben Simmons' guy doesn't have to guard him. And so I think it's I think it's a bad fit talent wise. I'm not a believer in Ben Simmons, and I mean Brent Brown has he has he done anything to really inspire confidence with the coaching there? I I don't think Philadelphia is going to be good at all. We'll see. I mean, you're it's funny, uh, Jake. You're you're down on uh, you're down on the Sixers more. You're down on Simmons. You're down you're down on that whole outfit a lot more than other people are, and you've been consistent with that. I got to give you credit. Thank you. But uh, I I don't. No one just, hates better than you, Jake Scott. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. I, I mean that from from deep uh, deep in my heart. Yeah. I, but but I, I you know. Uh, I I think the Sixers have enormous talent. I just don't know whether it can be organized in a manner to pose a threat. Uh, Now, a team that I think could be a threat, uh, but not necessarily to win it all, but just to get into the playoffs and then create problems for others would be Portland. If, If Nurkic can go, that that duo along with uh, who's the other kid the Collins kid I mean Zach that, Collins, that yeah. yeah yeah that matched up with uh with uh, Dame Dalla. I mean if they get that eighth spot in the in the west I I don't think that would be the Lakers first preference I don't know they're uh let's see they're um three and a half back right now of Memphis yeah it's it's going to be tough for them. but they, but they, but it's a different team now it's a different team now if those if Nurkic can, you know, if he's ready to go, uh, I think that team 
With, with, with Damian Lillard is one of the few players. Uh, how many do you think there are who can absolutely take over a game and win it for you? Very few. And he's hit more series clinching shots, I think, than anybody since Jordan, something like that. I have to go back and look at it. But series clinching game winning shots. But by the way, Zach Collins hasn't played most season with a shoulder injury. Has yep. he been cleared to return? I, I thought they said he he might be back. Okay. That was my understanding. I don't know that for. A fact, but uh, I'm not in the uh, I'm not in the medical room. Um, Gordon, we have a little bit of breaking news from Adrian Wojnarowski. We have another player who is opting out of the Orlando bubble for a very different reason, and this is something uh, a reason maybe none of us would have considered. Um, Portland Trailblazers forward Trevor Ariza is opting out of participation uh, in the NBA's Orlando restart of the season, committing instead to a one-month visitation window with his young son. Uh, Ariza has been involved in a custody case over his 12-year-old son and mother's choice of granting a court-ordered one-month visitation period during the league's quarantine of teams in Orlando left Ariza to choose those parenting responsibilities over competing in a restart. Wow, I'd never even uh, you know considered like something like that, and and shame on us for that. But I'm you know they they made plans in court. I'm sure of this being a time when Ariza could spend a month with his son. I have the utmost sympathy for something like that. That is could, that would be a have, difficult decision. Couldn't they have done that after though? What uh, do you mean after? Could they have had that visitation after the basketball was done? Um, I don't know, Gordon. I, I I can tell you this. I can tell you that divorces and custody stuff can get sticky. Yeah, so I yeah. don't know what's possible or what's not. I, I really don't. I wouldn't be well, comfortable talking about that because I've I've seen some divorces play out, and I've seen when those circumstances get tricky, and it's really hard on everybody involved. So I admire somebody choosing their children. I've got nothing yeah, wrong with that. I'm not I'm not going to judge anybody on anything in this circumstance. No. no. So, yeah, that's, there. you know, we talked about maybe some family issues might pop up and we kind of all thought, you know, people not wanting to put themselves at risk for COVID-19. But we forget that the timing of all this is is different, too, because this is when players are supposed to be having their family time. So that's that's an interesting one that came up. But Trevor Ariza, speaking of the Blazers, uh, will not be participating in the Orlando restart. Hmm. OK. All right. Well. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll get to uh, more Big Show. We've got a Mountain America market update coming up next. Chris Mannix at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Sarah Todd of the Deseret News, top of the 5 o'clock hour. It's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Ow! Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Sorry, Austin. It's uh, it's it's my first day. I didn't know if you noticed this. Yeah. Uh, let's just get to the news we just broke, Gordon. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski reporting Trevor Ariza opting out of participation in the NBA's Orlando restart, committing instead to a uh, one-month visitation window with his young son. Uh, his uh, He's been involved in a custody case. Court granted him one-month visitation period. He's opting for that over a return to the NBA. Uh, this uh, after the news today earlier, the Wizards forward David Bertans uh, is going to uh, miss the restart as well. He's uh, coming up on a free agency, Gordon, and uh, looking for a long-term contract. He's been injured with two ACL injuries in the past. And, you know, what did you think about the Wizards being on board fully to support the decision? 
I agree with that. I think that's that's the way it should be. It's not the reason that I love the most, but under these circumstances with this really peculiar season, I, I, I think anything goes, and that's why the NBA set it up the way they did. Now, he won't be paid in the meantime, uh, so he will take some financial hit for it, I believe. So, but uh, like like I said, when you when you have a season where there are let's see, uh, June, July, four months between games that are played, more than four months. That that's I get it. So now the transaction uh, window for the NBA starts tomorrow at 10 a.m. Mountain, going till June 30th, and that is another back to basketball update by uh, presented by Zions Bank. Radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for another Mountain America Market Update. Let's get out to The Zone phone. Joining us now from Mountain America Investment Services, he is Sid Soria with us here on The Big Show. Hi, Sid. How are you? Good. How are you doing? We're doing great. Let's talk about how those markets did today. Yeah, another good day in the markets. Uh, a lot of this is led by some of New York's uh, you know, um, loosening of, the, uh, of their uh, restrictions. Uh, so the Dow is up about uh, 153 points, S&P up about uh, 20 points, about half a percent. And, of course, uh, the tech-heavy NASDAQ was up about 1% today. So as we've gone through these reports with you guys, <laughs> it seems as though there have been these really good days and these days are not so good. What advice do you have for our listeners given this environment? Yeah, uh, you know, the market just has a mind of its own. I always tell my clients, you can never time the market, but what you can do is save for retirement, and you can control that. And so uh, I suppose I'd give just a nice reminder that, uh, you know, the global pandemic has obviously thrown a lot of things upside down, including the NBA, like you guys are talking about right now, getting getting back to the season. And and so the IRS has also delayed filing uh, taxes to July 15th. So we're coming up on that. Uh, and uh, now is probably a better time than ever to make a contribution to your retirement account. Uh, so you can make a, a, a 2019 contribution up until July 15th. Uh, so if you're under 50, you can put in 6000 If you're over 50, you can put in $7,000. Uh, obviously, there's certain restrictions, and you got to check if you qualify. Uh, but we're coming up on that. So make those contributions. Saving re- for retirement in any market condition is always a good idea. Sid, we appreciate you. Thanks for jumping on. You bet. Have a great one. All right. That's our friend Sid Soria from Mountain America Investment Services. And that is another Mountain America Market Update. Investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured Mountain America Credit Union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended, or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed and loss of principal is possible. 
All right, there you go. Another Mountain America market update. We do it every day at this time here on The Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Chris Mannix coming up right around the corner, Gordon. And, of course, we'll get his thoughts as the NBA uh, ekes towards its return. Yes, I look forward to talking all right, we'll get to Chris coming up next. Stay tuned for that. Don't forget Sarah Todd of the Desert News with us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. But let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now from uh, Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our good friend Andrew Reinhardt. Andrew, hello. Hey, how you guys doing? We are great. Let's uh, talk about how to improve our listeners' lives. Bring that spark back to the bedroom. Yes, erectile dysfunction is a big, big problem. Um, Wasatch Medical, of course, we've talked about this, uses the most advanced form of wave therapy. Uh, so the FDA in 2011 cleared a device for something called neovascularization. That is the regrowth of blood vessels. And prior to 2011, it had been used on other parts of the body, um, the heel, some feet, even joint pain. In 2011, the FDA cleared it, and somebody along the way decided this ought to be used for erectile dysfunction. Um, What part of the body needs more blood flow than this part? It restores the normal and the natural spontaneity, and it does so without medication. I think it's the only non-medication approach to ED, which means spontaneity, and it means no more of the nasty side effects. So are there particular people out there who would be good candidates? Do you see, I, I'm sure you see a, a, a wide variety. We do. Most people are good candidates, anybody that's experiencing a decline in the bedroom. But there are some situations that we need to look at. We want to have you screened by a medical doctor. We want to have your blood flow tested. He'll ensure that the treatments will work for you prior to getting started. 801-901-8000, number to call, 801-901-8000. Get on that schedule. You're getting a lot of for, uh, for free right now, right? It's a lot for free. The consultation with the doctor, the assessment. If you haven't had a blood flow test, it, it's a cool thing to do, whether you do the treatments or not, frankly. Uh, it's not a blood draw. It's a blood flow test, which tests the blood flow um, and if there's any blockages. That is all free to those that call us, and that's with a medical doctor, by the way. 801-901-8000. Get in and uh, get the consult with the doctor for free. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll have more Big Show. Chris Mannix joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.